fact that I'm smoking hookah for the next 40 minutes without being interrupted is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start the episode of Ponte Pilas. Mo, thank you for having me at your place. Uh, for those who don't know you or follow you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Mohammed. I go by Mo, obviously, and uh, Mo Hookah is kind of, it originated from a friend. Believe it or not, we're sitting and we're trying to think, like, yeah, what should we call this delivery thing that we're going to start renting hookahs? And we're like thinking of different ways. And they're like, what if we incorporate more hookah, Mo Hookah, based off your name? Yeah. And he came up with it. And it just clicked on ever since then. And I've been able to pivot with it. That's what I've really loved about the name. I've been able to pivot towards vapes, towards a hookah lounge, towards a delivery system, towards my catering team and being able to freelance kind of around that market. Because if, you know, we're in Massachusetts and if you know Massachusetts, there's a lot of restrictions on the tobacco industry, yeah, yeah, right? Definitely. So you have to be able to pivot and having a name like that, that can, you know, allow you to do that in the different products that are going to be available to the Massachusetts, you know, consumer. That's what. That was like, that's, that's my favorite part about it, to be honest. And that's good. Like you said, you know, you're thinking long vision, growing the company, not just being boxed into one thing. You Correct. can bring this name and adapt it to as your business changes, you know, like uh, there's certain business that start a certain way and they evolve to something completely different. So that's pretty cool. You just mentioned right now with the restrictions of um, like Massachusetts when it comes to tobacco and everything. Since the whole legalization of, of uh, weed and everything, has that helped the cost or has that made it even more difficult for you? So neither helped or made it difficult. It's it's kind of making it better in a way, essentially, for long term reasons. The more restrictions they allow, they take off marijuana. Hopefully they do that for the tobacco industry as well. Um, I don't know. I try to keep up with the articles and everything. But at the same time, you know, we just we just abide by the rules to make it easier and hope the restrictions get relieved because we'd like to have more locations that allow selling flavors. Um, tobaccos or a hookah lounge or whatever license that they allow, we're willing to apply on the tobacco side. Not so much on the weed side because it's, you know, like for me, example, I love to smoke weed, but you know, the people I wor work with, we haven't really touched the weed industry. It's, you know, very expensive. It's yeah. very, very regulated with security and all that stuff. And it, we don't have the passion, I'd say. I can feel like with anything you do, you have to have the yeah, passion and love, passion. right? And we just, we love hookah. We love vaping. We love smoking tobacco. That's our favorite thing to smoke, you know, because you can smoke it in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. And you're not going to be altered, right, yeah. mentally. You're going to get relaxed, mainly. You're not going to get high. You're not going to be distorted or be in a different mindset. So it's a nice relaxer for us to be able to have at the on the go, which our Cloud Tornado originated from that. Nice. Where does the whole culture or hookah consumption come from? It's actually very old. It's probably about 5,000 years now for th in that four or 5,000 mark, not like an exact date. Cause at that time, you know, who's really writing the right date? Who's, well, they were drunk, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Most yeah, of yeah. the time, you don't know. So it started in India and, you know, of course money wasn't invented what five, 6,000 years ago. So at that time it was really a barter system, barter system right? Yeah. So you trade me a mic. Probably wasn't Mike's then, but you trade me like you carved a, a bowl and I carved the hookah and we trade. And then, you know, the next country gets it and then they modernize it in their style. They put their authentic style on it. And, you know, the Egyptians ran with Khalil Mahmoud for a very long time. The Some of the Middle Eastern countries did Maya hookah. Turkey did Amy hookah. All these different places went and put their own style and, you know, became, became a household thing to do. Yeah. Right. Aside from the culture. Kind of like a, it became a fun thing, a cultural thing, exactly. a after dinner thing, a before the dinner 
It really depends on what country you visit. Like you go to Russia, Switzerland, Barcelona, they compete in hookah. They have crazy shows. Yeah. They make hookahs out of nothing. And, and it's really fun to watch. One of my favorite hookahs, a, a Russian guy made it in his garage and, and he ran with it. Now it sells for 500 bucks. Oh, wow. And it's three bolts. And with valve systems, you could turn off a valve, turn on a valve and smoke three different refills. That's fucking amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> That's my favorite. No, and I like what you say, you know, it's something that you consume as a family, you know, and I think Western society is not really norm to that. They, they think of tobacco as like cigarettes and things that are cancerous and bad for you. They don't really see the benefits of it or just how it unites families. Like different cultures have different things. I think for us in Mexico, it's food. Um, Definitely, I know for like like different cultures, Food different things, you know. Food is huge. It unites you. And then having an element like this, it just wraps it around the table. When it's The fact that you said that, too, is people don't realize what it is. It's herbal. Tobacco is herbal, right? Yeah. It's an anxiety relaxer. It helps you go to the bathroom after you eat. A lot of people smoke a cigarette after dinner to help them go to the bathroom, right? Not to get TMI, right? But it's actually a use for it. And yeah. it, there's a lot of herbs around it. But what happens is to make it an addictive something addictive for consumers, chemicals get added, glycerine, uh, molasses, honeys, depending on the flavor of things. So th that's what I always tell people. If, they, if anything I'm doing in life, I want to know the quality that's provided. Yeah. Whether it's me going to get a tattoo, as you see this table here has a lot of my friend's businesses on here. And, you know, like for say, if I go to Ill Prince, um, it's trusted because I know what he's going to provide me for flyers and marketing, hood ink. He's going to tattoo my skin. I, I know it's a quality tattoo. If I'm going to go smoke... I want the same thing. Yeah. I want the quality. What am I smoking? Where is it coming from? I like to, I like to kind of get behind that and understand and meet the people who make these flavors. And I've had the pleasure of, you know, traveling into shows and events and meeting a lot of people behind the magic, whether they made the tobacco, whether they made this hookah, why, what's your story? And that's what kind of makes it more fun for me. I love to smoke, yeah. but I also like to converse with the people that have made these products. And why do you make them? Where do you get your tobacco? How do you use it? What do you do differently than the next guy? Why does it taste different? And you learn these things. And that's been my favorite part about it is I always go for quality. And I tell people when you're smoking, especially when you put something in your body, you should know what it is. That's <laughs> you know I mean? No, I agree with you. From a tattoo, from food to smoke, whatever it is. No, I agree with you definitely. And you get to meet people that are passionate about their craft. You know, I definitely just by having these brief conversations, you're very invested into what you do. You go dive in into every single detail. Like you said, quality is super important. And also making those connections with people that are going to align with your with your vision of your company and what you're providing. So that's great to see. Um what advice would you give to someone that's trying to venture into this field that you're in? Understand the laws. It's very important with anything you do, obviously. But I always tell anyone going into business, you're first and foremost in understanding where you're going to open, what's your demographic, um, making sure you're right in the zoning pro in the zoning area where you're going to capitalize on what you're going to provide, making sure you're reaching the right customer, the customer base. Cause a lot, what I see too on the smoking side, when you're doing social media or promoting or going to stores, guerrilla marketing, you want to go for the smokers. You want to find people that who are smokers. Right. Yeah. And by doing that, you, you, you know, you review the demographic, you make sure you're looking at what you're doing is correctly. Um, once you have that in place, and if it's something that you love, first, it got to be something that you love, right? And then just run with it because you're going to fail. You're not going to succeed the first day, the second day or the third day. You don't know when you're going to succeed, but you know you're not to give up to succeed. And then you find that as time goes with, and it'll, it'll test your passion. It'll test your patience. It'll test all of that. 
And that's when your courage comes, when you overcome these things. And it gives you that, that, that mentality and hunger to continue. Because if you don't love it and you fail and you think about stopping or you start thinking, is this what I'm really doing? That's where the hardest part is, yeah. regardless of what you're doing. Once you question yourself and you got to be able to answer yourself because no one can answer it for you. You can't tell me what I love. And that's I can't true. tell you what that's you true. love, right? But I could share my experience with you. And that's, it took me up until I was 26 years old to find out what I loved and what I wanted to do. Before that, I was working. I thought making money was the only thing about life. Yeah. Making money and providing for the people that you love. But at the end of the day, are you happy? That's true. They're yeah. happy, but are you? That's true. And I think that's the most challenging part. I, I think I find myself in that position right now is I've come into, you know, Times of questioning what I'm doing, you know, I've gone into this media realm It's something that's new for me, but I enjoy, you know, it's something I, I bring passion. I dive in and I really am diving into knowing every aspect of it and just learn by trial and error is one thing that is the challenges, you know, and really sometimes it's like one mistake can take you off completely. The You can stop it completely, you know, and um, what has kept you going even when you've came an obstacle that you found that it wasn't it was impossible to overcome and what helped you get over it you know what's crazy yeah i gotta tell this story not even a year and a half ago i invested into something i thought was going to be the most phenomenal thing in the world and it failed yeah and i came back with my tail in between my legs because i moved out of the state to do it and at that point out my mind was like damn you reached the pinnacle drop the bread and it didn't move the needle the way you thought it was going to go. Shit, what do you do now? And at that time, it was me trying to clear all the bad that I did. So I, I spent a month in solitary with myself, recalibrating my mind and understanding where I made my mistakes. And then once I was funneling through all this, throughout it all, I knew I still loved hookah. I still loved smoking and teaching people my style. Yeah. My style is not the best. It's not the perfect one. It's just the way I prefer it. And I found it's, it's exciting for me. And I like to share it with others, whether they're smoking out of a hookah or a bowl or a ash cat, whatever it is. Yeah. I want to show them my style. So th this, that, my mind and praying to God, really. Yeah. Praying to God, like, you know, give me signs. My mind's playing tricks on me right now, bro. Like, I'm confused. Like, I just spent all my money, and now it's gone yeah. now, and I don't have the place. I'm like, shit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how you, are we going to do this? And just literally, it, it took a month of me recalibrating and, you know, just taking it a step back, slowing. I love that there's a quote that I love. It's slow down to speed up. Okay. Because the faster you're going, the heart, the more risk of crashing, just yeah. like driving a car, right? If you're following the speed limit, obeying the laws, there's a low risk of you crashing. The faster you go, right? So I was going fast prior to that. So I slowed down. I slowed down. I looked at myself. I looked at my surroundings, my connections, and the resources I had. And I capitalized on the same stuff I had a little bit differently. So it put me in a path to be here sitting with you today and still in the same industry. That's amazing. You know what? I found myself just recently asking that question. I I was in the car driving. I'm like, God, give me give me the wisdom to know when opportunities present that those are the things I need to capitalize on. Like, just give me that 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 gut feeling to know that I'm going the right direction. And just so happened within that week, an opportunity opened to me, and it's just doors are opening. You know, where it completely was like I, I think I boxed myself in that I was like. 
man, I, I need to make something happen. That stress of not progressing. And I, I was driving. I'm like, God, I'm not, I'm not asking you to fix things. Just give me the wisdom I need to know when an opportunity presents that it's the right one. And once I saw that sign that I asked for, I'm like, okay, continue. And little things like that. It's, it's, it's changing the way it's, it's giving, it's opening up the, the horizons for me. That's, I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people, like that's manifestation with God, right? Yeah. If you look at praying and every religion, it's different, right? Yeah. You look at religion itself, they call it praying. You look at spiritual people, they call it manifesting and yeah. meditating. You look at atheists, they call it, I forget what they, but they have a way of praying. Everybody has a way to take their mind and build the world that they want around it. And sometimes, like you said, we pray in the wrong way. Make my life better, God. Why is not my life? Because it's up to you to do that. You just need the wisdom. Wisdom you can't buy. Yeah. You can't buy it. It comes with experience and it comes with failing. So on that path, understanding, using your mind to open, to be open-minded towards these opportunities. Because for you to know that opportunity and capture it, that's that's a, that's a skill. Yeah. Because sometimes you might grab the wrong opportunity because it feels so good. Yeah. Right? Because there's another quote I love is, a bad guy got to be lucky every single time, but a good guy got to be lucky once. So always have a pure, humble heart yeah. and clear karma. Put out the energy that you want to receive. It will come. It's not going to come tomorrow or a month. And you hear this a lot. You hear a lot of people say this, but yeah, when is it going to come? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just be patient. Patience is a virtue. It really fucking is. And it's hard. <laughs> especially now with like social media, instant gratification. You see people promoting like this lifestyle that they're they have everything together. You know, you kind of question yourself like, damn, man, I, I feel like I'm I'm not doing the things right. Um, and one thing I learned from this podcast and connecting with people is that same message. It doesn't happen overnight. They don't talk. You, obviously, some people don't promote all the hustles and the struggles. You know, they promote the good things because those are the things you want to project. That's the vision you see for yourself. And I, I'm a true believer in that. It's like focus on the positive. Those are the things you're going to attract. But I think with social media, it also has that negative aspect of it, it dwells on you. You know, it's like you start comparing yourself to others. And I think if you eliminate that, it's just clear tunnel vision. You know, you're going can, to I give, you go. can I give you something that I do? I have fo people follow me. I follow them. And then sometimes I see people post irrelevant things that are alter my thought process throughout the day. Yeah. Whether I'm seeing something inappropriate or any that can alt I mute them. Okay. But rather than unfollowing them, I mute a lot of people because I want to see positive things on social media. I want to see people winning. Because yeah. it entices me to win too, right? I, I love seeing negative stuff, hearing the negative stories on podcasts and watching all that stuff. But, you know, in a day, and I'm, I'm 31 and I didn't grow up on social media. But in today's world, the older you get, the less friends you have. So sometimes you find yourself <laughs> sitting at home just scrolling through reels, laughing for an hour. And then yeah. an hour passes by. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost an hour of my life. On just laughing and then you try to justify it in your head. I do these little things, right? I, I justify, all right, well, I laugh for an hour. So that was like a comedy show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I try to teach my mind and myself, like in the morning when you wake up, no social media until you leave the house and start work, right? Yeah. Have breakfast, do your yoga, meditation, whatever you choose to do in the morning. Me, I like to yoga and meditate in the morning. Um, so that, that was the biggest thing is muting people. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> That's a, I, I'm, I'm going to take that definitely. And uh, one thing I started doing and told myself is I need to start creating more content that I want to project than consuming. You know, obviously, we, we do get into that trap of, you know, going in through the endless feeds and at nighttime and stuff like that. But just try to eliminate that. Be more present. 
but I do like social media. I think it's a great asset to have. Huge. I think especially now with technology, AI and everything, you want to be the person that integrates that into your, your habits because it's going to, you know, elevate things for yourself. But consume, no, don't limit your consumption and start creating, you know. And I think as business owners, that's one of the, one of the things that can take your, your exposure to another level. It really can. And, you know, and, you know, I see you came in and you did you set up by yourself and did everything by yourself. And, and I, I remember when I had to go to events and do shit by myself. God, I'd be so tired. And one of the hardest things for me was accumulating a team and having them believe in me. Yeah. I've been through more teammates than I could even fathom. And it's, you know, you can't blame anyone, right? You, you blame yourself, but you don't blame yourself for everything in life. Side note, but yeah. accumulating the right teammates and understanding that to put, to capitalize on these different things, because to be honest with you, I suck at social media. I suck at posting. I suck at content. You would think but I man. have the right team. Okay. Yeah. I had a meeting with someone once and they're like, yo, explain to us how you do your videos. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, what are you going to have a team? I'm blessed yeah. to find a team to help me to, to put this together because I'm excited all the time. I get yeah. excited real quick and I stop blabbling and I need someone to capitalize that. I can't do both. So that's, that's, that's my main thing with everyone. I tell everyone, you can't do this shit alone. Like, like I use Drake as an example because God, God, that guy's good at marketing and, yeah. and capitalizing on certain things. And I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people around him. And his team is phenomenal. Okay. The love they have for him, how they move for him. And you know what I mean? And I mean, look at him. Yeah. Right. He's, he's still relevant 10 plus years in the music industry. That's very hard. And it's I, very hard. I respect your hustle. I don't think you remember this, but I met you at Culture Day. My wife was doing um, Dulce Corazon. We were doing the portable snacks. The mango and all the that. The mango and that everything. Was you guys, that was us. That you, was so good. And you came Yo. up with your with your cloud, <laughs> with cloud, cloud tornado. Just your energy. Your uh, you were in the room like lighting it up, man. And I can see you. You were on the other side of the corner. The smoke going ever. You're creating an experience, you know. And it, just connecting with you now is like it's right. You know, you have that energy. You have that charisma. And you're you're. I think you're a magnet, right? You attract the people that are, are meant to be in your life, in your circle. 100%. You're gonna bring those in. 100%. Have you have you struggled with that with um, attracting the wrong energy or the wrong people? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to extend the podcast for like two hours? I, think I can, I can talk about that right now. We could get real crazy. I just experienced that within the last week and a half. Okay, because sometimes you, I see good in people. Yeah, I always see the good, no matter the bad. And I, the mistakes I find myself making is teaching a little too much. Because you can't really teach if you're not a teacher. I'm not a teacher, but I experienced a lot that they might not have. And yeah. I want to induce that wisdom into them. But how you tell, you can't tell another grown man how to be. Yeah. So you try to do it in front of him and hope they change or hope they see what you're doing. And I process a little bit differently than a lot of people because I'm in my mind a lot, right? I, um, I'm a huge advocate for magic mushrooms and psychedelics. Okay. And I've, been 15 years learning my mind in the parallel universe. That's a whole different topic. We could get real crazy. And within this time, I make a lot of mistakes on not giving up on people that I'm supposed to give up on. But my heart is gold, man. Yeah. Is gold, man. And then once I don't give up, I begin to cause the torment, turmoil. You know, it's something I just recently learned from a friend is gaslighting your feelings. Okay. 
So you feel like you know the right, you want everyone to understand you. Yeah. So you're, I, didn't, I didn't really understand the whole idea around that until I kind of learned myself a little bit more. So I took a couple of steps back in certain relationships, um, friendships, not relationships. And that was, that's hard. That's hard because, you know, if you're a good person and you're attracting the wrong energy and you're giving them everything that you would want yourself to have and you just hope it turns out for the better, for the better. And one of them, I pray in one of my prayers that I include, I don't ask for nothing. I just ask for health and I ask for the people of the world that are not awake to wake up. You know, you want to call it being woke um, because if we were all awake and we loved each other, man, the world would be a better place. That's amazing, man. Um, we're going to touch the subject now, Ponte Pilas. Uh, Ponte Pilas comes from a space in our culture that it, it comes in anything, you know, it's like, oh, I need to ace this test. Your family will hear you. Ponte Pilas, Ponte Las Pilas. We don't really touch the subject of depression. We kind of say, Ponte Pilas, like, get out of this situation, get out, whatever rut you're in, whatever place of discomfort. It's the saying that we say, oh, Ponte Las Pilas. I wake up today. I need, I need to make some time. Ponte Pilas, you know? Um, what was your Ponte Pilas? A place where you were in a place of discomfort or a challenge in your life that you told yourself Ponte Pilas. And what did you do to get out of that? That goes back to that time where my mind was so locked in. So I told myself, no one's coming to save me. If I don't save myself from my own depression, if I don't find a way out. And as the days got better and every day I woke up, I just two words I said to myself in the mirror, save yourself okay. every day until I save myself. Um, my mindset is that excited energy that you saw yeah. at culture day. That wasn't there. It was gone. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Like I'd be at a family party or going, I'd just be like, damn, what's wrong with Mo? Just rolling up in the corner, smoking right now. Mo's on the mic. Mo's running around. Mo's dancing. Mo's making jokes. So I had to find that Mo again because I felt like my energy was out to so many people and I was trying so hard and it was just taken from, taken from me. And I felt like, I felt, was it, was I being too much? I kept questioning myself. So I just had to, I had to literally look at myself and man the fuck up because that's how I was raised. So I was raised in that manner. I was raised to man the fuck up in any situation, right? Be a man. And as I got into business, I had to realize that sometimes that doesn't work. You have to be a little bit more courteous. You have to be this. You have to do these things. You have to be careful to the market, what the consumers are doing, where the, the new trend is. So I had to learn all these things. I'm a guy that buys the same shirt and same pants over and over again. You see my videos. I'm usually wearing the same shit. Yeah. I buy the same because it's easier for me. So I, so then I was like, okay, maybe I need to, you know, buy myself a new outfit, make myself feel good. Remember that I wear the outfit. The outfit doesn't wear me. And I mean that perspective in anything in life the car doesn't wear it drive you nothing yeah. moves you you move it and that's what losing everything and overnight it took me a month to realize that it was me 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 i kept blame for a month i was blaming everything but me and that was my that wasn't mo that was you know mo's mind playing tricks on him and that took nobody else could do it for me everybody else around me you know how you're come on bro like wake the fuck up yeah. man like let's party and it's like i don't want to and it had to, it had, it had to be, it was between me and myself. What, what, I know you told yourself, you know, man the fuck up. That was one of the things. What else helped you kind of, did you lean on someone? Did you share that experience? Was it all internal that helped you get out of that situation? It was all internal because at the time when I left, I kind of like, I just got up and left and yeah. did this venture. Yeah. So when I came back, I didn't want to cry wolf to anyone. Right. I didn't want like I told you so. I didn't, I didn't want to hear it. I just, I literally, bro, it was fucking hard. 
And it literally, it, I didn't want to go to any, I didn't run to anyone. I ran to myself. You know, I have to say my sister was bare, was the one that I was really venting to at that time about the intricate stuff. And kudos to her. She was there by me as an ear rather than someone who's exactly. like, if you did this, if you just got like, remember when we talked about, she did none of that. She was like, bro, life's a bitch. Excuse my French. She said that on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, smoke, get back on your horse, bro. You'll figure this out. And And it was just a lot of internal. Meditating was my main thing that really helped me though yeah me sitting with my mind because i always tell people bro you were given mind body and soul and to get the three of them to align and feed them the right things that god wants that you will get the answers yeah. once you align yourself to your chakras or however you want to do it you answer your own questions your mind is so powerful and you were touching you know like that loss that you had i i it brought me back to a place when i remember um, I had a vehicle that I really was close to me. You know, it was like I worked hard to get that car. I let one of my friends borrow and totaled the car. It, I, what I tell you is like it was hard for me to kind of separate myself from the physical things, you know. And I sell insurance and I always tell my customers like your your life. This mm -hmm. is plastic, rubber, metal that could be replaced. But when it happened to me that I totaled my car, <laughs> it was like, damn, like, like blaming, blaming, blaming. I'm like, you know what? It needed to happen, you know. I'm glad that he's okay. I'm glad that nothing happened, like losing a good friend because of an accident. And it's just that, you know, it's like separating yourself from the material things, you know. And I think that's helped me when with with life, ups and downs, you know. One thing I'm learning now is ride the highs but prepare for the lows because it's, it's a roller coaster. You're going to have ups and downs. And just weathering those storms is really what makes you successful in business and Stay, sticking with something. You see the vision, think 10, 15 years, not what you're going to do this week and next month or, in, or next quarter, you know? And I think for a lot of successful people, one thing I'm finding is that they're, they're projecting 5, 10, 15 years. This is not a, a one, one season thing. Like we're doing this for the long run. And if it's bad for one, two, three years, that's okay. We're weathering the storm now because it's going to pick back up. There's a video that uh, Joe Rogan, to touch on what you're saying, he said that he showed a video. I can't remember the guy's name. I got to get it for you to watch. And every time his people came to him with a problem, he's like, good. Yeah. And fuck you. Fuck you mean good. <laughs> he's like, what can we do better though? If we got stopped from making this happen, the way we saw that vision, that means the tri our trials and tribula tribulations reached us to a point yeah. where we could stop, look and listen. Right. You know what I mean? Once you stop, look, listen, you could better that problem. Whatever it is, you have a better solution for it. You could, uh, the product that you were making happened with me, happened with us with Cloud Tornado. Yeah. You know, in our first batch, learning how to make a hookah style vape. And over the time, you know, one of my main guy, the main guy, he flew to China, right? Got in, 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 into it, seeing how we make these plays, how the things go is you always find a solution no matter what the problem is. Okay. So when the problem comes, that's good. It's fucking good. Yeah. Because why am I having a problem right now? That's your first step. Second step, finding a solution. Third step, follow the solution, make it better and keep it fucking moving. That's you know, I have a tattoo right here. It says, if you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah. What the fuck else are you going to do? You don't want to stay there. You know, you want to <laughs> get out of that situation. Um, any advice or anything that you want to say in this episode? Um, we can use this time to kind of promote what you do. Uh, any launches or anything that you have going on right now? My advice to everyone is love yourself first and then you, everything you do, you will do with love and it will be correct. 
Because once you know that you're doing the best for you, you'll do the best for everyone around you. And when it comes, we're over here at BWO Worldwide. That's the Instagram. You could follow us. We're open for store owners or anybody that's licensed in the Massachusetts, New England area to be able to, you know, capitalize on product at a wholesale price. For the public, we have smoke shops within the area. You could hear and see about us on our Instagram. I'm Mo Hookah, M-O dot Hookah, H-O-O-K-A-H on Instagram. And basically, you know, tap in with us, man. We got Cloud Tornado coming out with the second um, version right now with digital screens, a whole lot of new upgrades and flavors that are really exciting. I don't want to give away any flavor names. You'll be seeing them soon. Clearly, you'll see me over here back at BWO holding a vape. So that'll be fun to, to show you guys coming up soon. Well, thank you for having me on today's episode of Puerto Villas. Yeah. We're coming on today's episode of Puerto Villas. Thank you for Good fucking having, having you, me, man. I'm excited. I was super excited when you reached out. This is this is fun. It's fun to get to share your story with people that understand. And hopefully, you know, we change some lives in the way. All right. So if you guys I'll put all your credentials, everything on this episode. So if you guys want to connect with Mo, um, everything will be here. Put Ponte Pilas, it will give you a discount code. Yes, Ponte Pilas. You ask for the, you, you say you know them, you come in with their name, and we'll see what we do for you. <laughs>